Hi, Kate. Hi, Marty. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, life is good. So, listener, this is Romance Writers Therapy. And this that's is Kate Romance Writers Therapy. That's Marty B. <laughs> I'm Marty B. <laughs> you have all the energy. You're doing this thing with your microphone. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like not talking to you right now with my microphone. I'm talking to you with my earbuds. So clearly my earbuds are being weird. Should we call on the telephone? Oh, my God. <laughs> Listener, okay, you need to know about this. Spoiler alert. I think it was alert. last week. Oh, okay. This one. Never mind. Oh, you, you you thought I knew you knew where I was going. I did. I thought I thought we were taking the the magic out. Oh no no! Oh, I was gonna say like last week. Um, I was in like these like all day PowerPoint meetings basically, and then there's a quiz at the end. It's absolute torture. But so like at, during lunch, uh, so you were messaging me and you were like, "Hey, can you help me through this thing?" And I was like, "I can call you at lunch." And then at lunch. We called each other on Discord like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Did that not was work. So rough. Oh my god, it was so bad. And then like the third time I lost you, I was like, I'm just gonna. I have her phone number. I'm just going to call her phone. <laughs> like I don't know why that didn't occur to me earlier. Uh, yeah, but it, it didn't. And then you were calling me on my phone. I was like, Oh right, we could do this. And I kind of thought maybe we would just start doing that. But I mean, here we are today on Discord. So you did call me on my phone for a different thing later. Um, yeah, what was that for? I think we were just chit chatting. I think so too. Right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So listener. So this is our season finale. Oh my god! Already? Uh, yeah. Too soon. A little bit too soon, but like as soon like we drew it out as long as we possibly could. Both Kate and I are kind of like our heads fully underwater and we're breathing through a straw. <laughs> sort of. Yes. Oh my god, that's such a good way to put it. The yeah. holidays, the everything, yeah. the work. Yeah. It's so much. It's a lot. And we just need to like be on our way for like a little bit. I I think we could probably like put aside a, a our cringemas episode and like do that, you know, drop that for Christmas. That sounds like so much fun. I do love our cringemas episodes. Cuz like I know halfway through the hiatus we're always like I miss talking to you. I know. <laughs> Because we were talking about, like, the fact that I can't continue reading from that barista story or else I'm going to publish No, it, I'm determined <laughs> to hear all of it exclusively through Cringemas. Oh, God, that's such a shame. <laughs> um, I don't know why my, sh- my shame has to be so public. <laughs> but uh, I think that we should specifically write... 1,000 to 1,500 words that we know will make the other person like, ooh, like in a most delicious way. Like, that's what I think we should do. See, I feel like I already know your weakness. All I have to do is write like a public like declaration of love and then you'll I would like, die, die instantly. Die. But I have some you know? good shit planned for you too. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... All right. All right. It's on. It's on. It's on. I love that take that on is... Cringemas. I love that take. And I really, I because I thought you were going to be like, I don't know what I'd write for you. <laughs> because I find my, <laughs> I interpret my own behavior as like, I'm so pleasant and easy to be around that anytime someone points <laughs> out like the things I can bitch about, I'm like, oh, right. I do hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this cartoonized version of you. Oh, yes. All right. I do hate that. <laughs> Uh, astute observation. <laughs> like, 
Um, but yeah, so Kate and I are going to read a little bit of our, like, something we're working on. Current things we're working on. Yes. Yeah. Or not current. It doesn't have to be current. I think you had expressed concern over it being um, something you had already finished and published. <laughs> um, no, I picked something from Remy and Alicia that I haven't read to you. Ooh, and, okay. Um, that I do have, like, an idea of what I'm doing with that scene. But still, you know, if you have input that aligns with my plans, I would, I would tell All right. <laughs> sort of thing. I will only be accepting a narrow <laughs> yes. definition your, of Your crit- window or... of, of my acceptance is real narrow. <laughs> That's not even true. There's, That's there's room for this thing to grow. So. I think... No, for real, like, we're we're teasing about it, but, like, for real, I think that's a very important thing to have mm-hmm. when it comes, like, there's been so much, like, discourse on the internet about, like, you know, authors should read negative reviews, and how else are they gonna grow? But it's, like, you know, not every reviewer is a professional reviewer. Not every reviewer is doing it with, like, critique and improvement in mind, mm-hmm. you know? And also- so many people, it's, it's just, this book didn't vibe with me. <laughs> Well, and, like, also, like, there are so many, like, avenues to grow, right? Exactly. Like, a story could go in any direction and be better or be worse. Yeah. And then also, like, the people that are leaving you negative reviews, are they actually your audience you're speaking to? Yeah, like, that's a huge thing. That is huge. If a person's not enjoying your work, like, a good chunk of it could just be that they're not the target audience. It's Absolutely. not that the story isn't good. It's that it's not for them. And so, like, I heartily disagree with that discourse. But I really love yeah. the phrase that, like, uh, the internet is having a discourse, right? Because, like, the internet is always having a discourse. Oh, my God. <laughs> the internet constantly. is just always in its business. So It's nice to, like, sit back with popcorn. And sometimes it's nice to, like, throw rocks and be like, that person did it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, like, I can't say I've never engaged. I have definitely on occasion engaged. But, like, you know. Oh, no, absolutely. It's wild. And, like, I've got also got, like, my ass beat on the internet for engaging. Um, yeah. I, a lot of times by engaging, I mean, like, I will text our, like, smut group. Oh, you, and you like, keep it to the group chat. You're you're better about it than I am because, I like, don't like to be public with my thoughts as I'm on a podcast. <laughs> You are in the wrong place. All right. All right. So we okay. have, um, for our finale of mm-hmm. this season, we have prepared um, our respective, like, 1,500 words each. I have 1,500 words. And we're doing what we do in our critique groups, and which is we're reading our chapters out loud. Uh, this is a little less than a chapter, I think, for each of us. Right? Yeah. Also, like, this is rough. Like, I have not gone through and corrected any of the wording or anything like that. Like, this is a rough draft. And I think that's important for listener to know, too. Absolutely. Like, even though this isn't our Cringemas episode, where it's, like, something so old and terrible, like, that we know it's going to be bad and it's unredeemable or whatever. Mm -hmm. This, it's still, like, I'm still, like, a little worried about it because I know it's not a polished piece of work. Absolutely. But, like, the opportunity to show, I also wouldn't want to grab something that I have finished and polished to show you because I do want your input on this work as opposed to being like, well, it's published, so never mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, this is. No, it's like. 
So it's like a strange, vulnerable feeling, but also I'm happy to do it. This is what it's designed for. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we decide I that I'm going starting first? us off. Okay. So listener, this is Remy and Alicia. We are in Remy's perspective. They are at a party and she arrived with someone else Ooh. when when he was on the sofa, like flirting with someone else. Right. And they have been married and divorced. And this is now five years after their divorce. And they're like unexpectedly in the same small town sharing two halves of a duplex sort of thing. So they have they have just been smooshed into each other's lives. Um, this is, like I said, the tail end of a chapter. So we're we're launching right in. This isn't how the chapter begins. Looking down at my phone, I took a step toward the sound of the crowd and bumped into someone. My hand shot out to grab their arm, but I missed and got their waist instead. So sorry. I mumbled, sliding my phone into my pocket. Alicia's eyes were round and her lips slightly parted. My fingers flexed at her side, and for some reason I pulled her an inch closer, unsettling her just enough that she put her hands on my chest for balance. This close, I could see the freckles on her nose. This close, her breath brushed through the scruff of my jaw. This close, I could smell the faint scent of cinnamon and flowers warm on her skin. She didn't wear perfume. It was either from a lotion or her shampoo, and I knew it. If I put my nose to her neck, the scent would be stronger. I resisted the urge to pull her even closer. This was already too near. Her her lips looked too soft. I wanted her too much. She didn't look exactly the same way, same as when we were married. I could pick out all the ways she was different, softer, fuller, wiser. I saw myself in all those changes, knowing that she and time had marked me as well. Her hands fisted, bunching my t-shirt in her grip. The collar pulled at the back of my neck, and it was just enough to bring me back to reality. Sorry. I shifted on my heels, letting my hand fall from her side. As her touch slid from my chest, I wanted it back. And I started to wonder if wanting it was that bad, if wanting her was all that bad. Of course that was, that, of course that was ridiculous. She blinked awareness, followed by playful, awareness followed by playfulness coming into her amber depths. Anyway, and coming into their amber depths. Her eyes are amber colored. Guys, again, excuse (laughs) the writing. It'll get better. No problem. I should have been paying attention since you clearly weren't. It was just like her to notice the half second that she wasn't the sole occupation of my mind. I stuffed my hands into my sweatpants. You really should. In the kitchen, multiple conversations carried on all at a volume. Uh, carried on a, at a volume. Loud enough for me to pick up a word here or there. But with just me and Alicia in the living room, it was quiet and a bit awkward. How's life as savior of wetlands going? I asked, needing to break the silence. Good. Her eyes brightened. I've had fantastic response from people in the area and local businesses. It's really promising. I have a petition to get an emergency election for the county to vote to put the property to public auction. I've got about half the signatures that I need, and our efforts at the Capitol are looking promising. I felt my smile grow in response to her enthusiasm. I have, a, I have to brush up on my euchre skills. She flipped her hair over her shoulder dramatically. I've been invited to the club to play. Oh, shit. That's a town hub right there. 
Prepare yourself to be stuffed full of strange combinations of food they call salad. I got way too much pleasure from her laugh. I couldn't have stopped if I tried. You're going to be grilled for information. And there's no brushing up on your skills. Those women are going to annihilate you. Her jaw dropped and her eyes widened in outrage. I'm pretty good. I can hold my own with a deck of cards. No, no, Lise, these women are going to wipe the floor with you. She shook her head, a blaze lighting her eyes. I held my hand out to, out in front of me. Okay, listen to me. Before you attack, pressing my hand to my chest, I said, I know you're good. You're a top-notch strategist and a lifelong euchre player, but these women are brutal. They're gonna wreck your shit. It's not gonna be your fault. You don't stand a chance, Lise. I do not accept defeat. I know you don't. She ran her tongue across her front teeth. Have you ever been? Women's club only, but I've heard tale. Been the subject of conversation there. I've gotten that impression. It wasn't a big deal. Everyone in town had been the focus of the club from time to time. What's the big rumor about Remy these days? The tilt of her lips was doing things to my brain and the rest of me too. It was an invitation to play with fire. <clears throat> Right now, my voice dropped a bit lower in a way that I knew she liked. That my neighbor is my ex-wife? Fuck, I loved her laugh. Her eyes were alight and mischievous. I bet. Well, I'll be sure to spill all the dirty details. I chuckled. Oh, thank you. It's the least I can do. It's a little more than the least. Rem. <coughs> she began, then caught herself. Oh my god, everybody hurts. That's you. I blinked, caught completely off guard. What? Rem as an REM, the band and your Wi-Fi network. Oh, yeah. That was terrifying on my first day here. Oh, shit, that would be scary. And you should be above dad jokes. Is that the only thing? As soon as I asked, I wished I could take it back. There was, a, there was playing with fire and then there was dancing in it. Her jaw dropped, understanding my meaning. What? Nothing. There's room in the world for dad jokes. Not true. And were you asking if I wanted you to be above something else? I held my chagrin. Smile looked properly abashed. But the way she asked was more like encouragement than a scolding. Yeah, sorry. Lost track of myself for a second. So you still smile when you're in trouble. Gets me out of trouble. Not this time. You don't look mad. But if I actually should apologize, I will. Something flickered in her amber eyes too fast for me to identify. But whatever it was, I was certain I should apologize for that. She swallowed. I should make you say sorry, but I'm not finding myself very offended. We considered each other before she remarked, So you have a thing for brunettes these days? <coughs> what? My eyebrows shot up, confused, but also pleased she was keeping tabs on who I spent time with. And that was troublesome. She pulled her fingers through her hair in a jerky movement, looking like she wished the floor would open up and swallow her. I wanted to set her at ease, tell her how much I hated seeing her with Everett, and how I hadn't flirted openly with anyone since until she showed up. The plan to, sh to use this time to get over her was failing spectacularly. Nothing, just, I saw you the other night with that totally drop-dead gorgeous woman with the dark hair and the brightest blue eyes, and then that goddess you were talking to tonight, Lola, I supplied, knowing she wouldn't be talking to me again anytime soon. Alicia shrugged, I guess. Anyway, I just notice a trend. Not trying to make things awkward, just doing it naturally. 
I'm not seeing anyone either. And I'm not seeing either of them. It's none of my business. <coughs> it's so none of my business. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I scratch at nothing. Oh, right. There's a continuity issue here because he doesn't have anything in his hands. But anyway. Uh, if we're talking about things that are none of our business, what's going on with you and Everett? Um, I don't even know. He's nice and he's handsome. He's all right. I wondered if she could hear the twinge of resentment in my tone. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a good guy. <clears throat> but I'm only here for, I don't know how much longer. It's not like anything serious could happen. Have you had anything serious since us? I didn't know what I wanted her to say. Any answer would hurt. Maybe semi-serious. You? Not even semi. Been a lonely boy in these streets? Kind of focusing on other things. I could feel a blush burning up my neck. I had not been lonely. Like? She drew out the word, forming it into multiple syllables. I scraped my palm across my jaw. Me, I guess. When I do get serious about someone, I don't want it to be like it was with us. She whispered, it wasn't all bad. I fist, a fist squeezed my chest. No, Lise, there was so much good. The noise from the kitchen began to shift and grow nearer. I didn't realize how close Alicia and I had been standing until we both took a step back. The distance was too much. I wanted to close it again, to hold her in my arms, press my nose to the crook of her neck, and whisper all the apologies she deserved, to finally say what I wanted to, what I should have, when she asked me five years ago. The wanting was almost too much. Never getting the chance to really tore me to shreds. And that's it. <clears throat> All right. I have a few comments. Uh, I don't think there are any, any of them are that big. I will say one thing I'm planning on changing is I am making it clear that like, because Alicia isn't going to be in the area for long, she and... And also because, like, it is her job to, like, be friends with everyone in town so that she can, like, have them on her side. She, like, has yeah. a rule that she doesn't date when she goes to locations. So, like, the thing with her and Everett is, like, very much, like, there's nothing there. And then I've also changed the thing with Lola to being, like, a very, like, flirty friendship that Remy and Lola have together. But that they both, like, very much are happy to just be friends sort of thing. So... To kind of appease the readership better. Okay, yeah. You're worried about, like, that whole thing, like, when the characters aren't dating each other, people get mad about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm being, I'm being as, as careful as I can about boundaries, so. I get you, but I feel like you also, you write such characters that have, like, a real emotional maturity to them. I don't know, that's something, like, you've said you wanted to, like, change that or, like, push your boundaries on that. I want to push but my boundaries general, on it. Yeah. I think my brand will always be pretty emotionally mature. Okay. Do you feel like that's you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you feel like that's your niche? It might emotionally be. mature romance. <laughs> I mean, but isn't that like the saddest thing to put on a TikTok? No! No! <laughs> and then also, okay, this is what happens to my brain because I'm like, if I put that on a TikTok... Is the implication that all other romance isn't emotionally mature? No, but like, <laughs> I don't know that I could throw out like a specific example where I'm like, no, I know a oh, like a couple books where I'm like, nah, they don't make smart decisions. 
They're like, God damn, they really can't communicate at all. Yeah, and- yeah. I don't know. I I really love that my characters, I feel like they always have like the best of intentions. And it's kind of goes mm-hmm. back to like the conversation we were having where like, it's so it's so clear that like, we as humans don't have like, a deep understanding of what the other person is saying and the time, yeah. right? And in, in like reality. And so like, there's still so much room for miscommunication and like to do something wrong based on the other person's perspective, because like, that's such a human experience. But yeah, I don't know. I also think that like, it's important to like push yourself around a little bit. And the idea of writing character, like a, a book or two where the characters are just like, kind of, not in the mess. same emotion. Yeah, they're a bit messy. They're a bit fucking messy. <laughs> anyway, what were your thoughts on this? All right. So I actually made comments on a new document. Oh. I copied oh. and pasted everything <laughs> to a new document. Okay. So I was because I was like, oh, no, I can't trust my brain. I need a new oh, one yeah, to come I'm, back to this. I would absolutely have to write things down. <clears throat> I'm sorry, listener. I don't mean to cough in your ear. I'm going to have one of my mother's terrible cough drops. Oh, I have a funny story about that. Okay, Kate, tell me your thoughts and I'll tell you the story about the cough drops. Do you want to start with the cough drops <laughs> before okay. you forget? I will not forget. I'll have the taste in my mouth. So. <laughs> you go ahead and do your, your comments and then we'll go from there. So... Uh, from the very beginning, like, so I know that this isn't the beginning, like, of the beginning, beginning of the mm-hmm. chapter or the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some stuff before this. So it may actually be in the stuff that, like, you didn't sh- show here. And if it mm-hmm. is, like, you know, then feel free to ignore. Um, okay. I, like, so the part where his hand shoots out to grab her arm because he bumps into her and then he misses and he grabs her waist instead. Mm-hmm. Uh after he apologizes um the moment you really lean into the romance of that but i kind of want you to slow down those like two three actions that are like leading us through this moment Mm -hmm. before like as if it were in slow motion i want to feel like i'm really experiencing every little thing that leads up to it Mm -hmm. and then like every little realization and just because i feel like that can really heighten the yeah. way that, like, the way you lean into, like, the romance of that moment afterwards, I think it'll, like, really um, ramp up into it. I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to listen to you while typing, and, you know, I'm terrible at that, so I have to whisper to myself over and over. Oh, I can, I, we can wait for you to, like, type it, and then oh, I can also just give you the version where I typed it. Yeah, I, we should probably do that. Let's do that, right? <laughs> okay. As opposed yeah. to listener having to listen to me type. Okay, next thought. Uh, So my next thought is a little further down when they for kind of start having a conversation after they're like apologizing to each other and they're kind of pulling themselves out of that like very romantic, very intense little moment. She starts talking about like her job and she's, you know, very passionate about her job. And you kind of talk about how her eyes brightened and then he responds to her enthusiasm with like smiling more. But mm-hmm. I kind of, because it's such a big block of text for when she talks about, she says, I've had fantastic responses from the people in the area and local businesses. It's really promising. I have a petition to get an emergency election for the county to mm-hmm. vote for, to put in the property to public auction. I've got about half of the signatures that I need and all of our efforts at the Capitol are looking promising. That is such a mouthful. You, it rolled it, right it, off it, your tongue. I can tell it sat so well <laughs> for you. <laughs> Could you 
tell where I was like running out of breath, like two lines in. I'm like, oh no. Okay, but do you remember when I was reading it and the same exact thing happened to me? <laughs> yeah, no, but like, so it's a lot of text. It's and, a like, lot. I get yeah. it that it's it is explaining everything she's doing really well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to cut it down. I think I could cut it down though because I am doing more show explaining in, the... in other places. Yeah, in the rewrite, there is more show. Like, using it to, like, show, like, her enthusiasm and that she kind of blabbles on as she's, like, enthusiastic, right? But, like, there is, there are its cut-down options. Yeah. Well, so, like, the cut-down isn't my focus. I want to see her physically reacting, like, mm. like, w- like physically being enthusiastic, like, mm-hmm. and him kind of picking up on all those, like, visual cues of her, you know, like, not just her eyes brightened. Or her smile was big or her cheeks are flushed or she's talking with her hands or like things like that. Mm-hmm. They can be used to bre- break up the text maybe a little. If you mm-hmm. want to like add in a little more back and forth to break up that paragraph. Yeah. But, you know, if he's going to react to it, I kind of want to see more of it there. And mm-hmm. the, the paragraph, I think if someone is, you know, not really interested in that kind of like... <laughs> line of work they might just glaze over that and yeah. not feel the enthusiasm that is my big concern with it um that's fair i did remark a little further down that you would talk about her eyes brightening and her eyes widening a lot yeah i definitely that is definitely a first draft thing i allow myself like their eyes can do whatever Absolutely. i want them to do <laughs> Just to get the fucking no, draft 100% done. <laughs> I do the same thing. And yeah. like normally, honestly, normally I don't really pick up on that when you read our, your, your draft to us. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had that comment before. I think you're usually pretty good at not in leaning into that too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I really you know, had it, to get this written to like meet the editing deadline. So like, yeah. I think the second half of this has so much more of that than like I normally even allow myself. Oh, uh, I like their little banter about the Euchre Club and like all back and forth on that. I think, you know, it's a really good regionalism. Uh, the, there's a kind of a twist in the conversation where it feels like they maybe need a little more of a natural lead up. Mm-hmm. Or I think you need to remark that it is weird that she kind of abruptly cha- like reroutes the conversation. And it's when he says women's only club, but I've heard, ta- I've heard tales. And then she says, have you been the subject of conversation there? Mm-hmm. And to me, that felt like a weird thing, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe it, that's a me not being from like the same kind of area where it would be normal to have a community that's like full of gossip, you know? Yeah. Or known for that. I'll think on it, but I think it, in my mind, it fits and works. Like, okay. Just from like personal experience of like being from a small town where like anything you do is open for conversation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very much like public forum to like talk shit about your neighbors. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. So I will think on that, but it, at this point, it, it feels natural to me. I thought you were going to break All up right. a different thing, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> well, so a little re- like two lines down from that, I have when he when she asks, what's the big rumor about Remy these days? Did write that. I love that. Uh, I love that she asks that mm-hmm. when he's like right now. Right now, it's that my neighbor is my ex-wife. And they're like, you know, they're kind of getting a little flirty with it. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like 
one of my favorite scenes of like all time. Uh, I think I've definitely talked about it before. Uh, so at the end of Tessa's, do you want to start a scandal? And mm-hmm. it's literally, they're just flirting and they're like, oh my God, are we going to like kiss in public? Oh my God, what scandalous, <laughs> you know, because it's the Regency. But yeah. they're kind of like, we could do it. We could, you know, shock the ton. <laughs> and yeah. with that kind of a environment in this story, I really like the idea of like leaning into that, like them flirting with the idea of, ooh, we could like really give them something to talk about. And I think that could be like just a little bit spicy for the reader. Okay, love that. All right. And so then a little further down from that, (laughs) (laughs) when she says, and you should be above dad jokes. And then he says, is that the only thing? And like the back and forth there, like for like the four lines or so above that, they are just very quick. Like they are snapping back and forth. Everything they say is so short and like so quick that- Mm -hmm. It kind of missed me at first when he said, is that the only thing you want above you? You know, implied text. Yeah. And that, I think, I I think like that moment you really needed to like slam on the brakes to allow the reader to like really enjoy that moment and like to make the most juiciness out of that. Okay, so would it be a better line of like, you always liked me above things? Like sort of like, like something that's like, a little more obvious. hit harder. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I do like that. I don't know that the that line you just suggested is going to be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what combination of words would be. Okay. So we don't dislike the sentiment. We just need it to hit harder. Yes. Hit harder. Okay. And like, not just the word actual words he says, but I think I kind of want you to lean into him still kind of flirting with her and like still kind of like about to like throw a pickup line at her before he catches himself because you do have him immediately catch himself and it's like Mm -hmm. I don't even know what you're stopping yourself about at this point okay um I think if he gives her a meaningful look before or a heated look and then he's like hold on I'm not allowed to do that anymore (laughs) you know like Uh uh-huh it just kind of skips over the the good part for me yeah no that's fair okay Oh, that's kind of what I have for all of it. I know there's like another 500 words afterwards, but the way but that's that- where you're at. Oh, no. I have one more thought. So they kind of get into this kind of, like, because it's a, it's kind of an awkward conversation. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like nobody's better for them to be emotionally supportive than each other. Like they know exactly like where all their old wounds are and like what mm-hmm. they would need the most. And like, so- they are in like such a position to like be there for each other that I kind of wanted you to tell me that like she had like been a little bit hurt hurting about something. And like, I kind of wanted that moment. That may not be where you wanted to take it though. There is actually a moment, a couple chapters above where he tries to like essentially apologize for something. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Water on the bridge. We're done. Right. And so, which is obviously like false right (laughs) um but i'm wondering if that is like what you're looking for in this scene that actually happens in a different scene it could it you know if it does happen in a later scene i feel like that's a good emotional beat to just have anywhere for this scene it just felt like it was kind of shifting from like one emotional note to another very quickly yeah just overall and i kind of wanted to lean into each emotion and then transition out of each emotion to the next one a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there is also a scene that comes after that is more like emotionally open and essentially okay. sets up like their dark night sort of thing. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you'll send That's me those notes got. and I will think on them. But no, I think those are really good notes. I also think that like, I see what you're saying with like hitting the emotions. That is like one of my, one of my thoughts about myself is like, because I send you, I send you things all the time. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of emotional moves in this, this scene. Is it too much sort of thing? And I'm so like you noting that here has me like kind of in my head a bit. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. No, it's I, not, it's not your I don't fault. Think like, there, you're fine. There's definitely like in the history of like everything we've read back and forth and like even like the stuff that like I've submitted, I have seen like there's there's worse, believe me. Like this isn't yeah. like bad. I'm just like maybe you could do it a little bit smoother for like the polish up. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think it's like actually bad at any point. Okay. You know? Yeah. I just you know. But I don't think it's a bad no either. Oh, I was gonna tell you about the cough drop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you did remember. <laughs> so um my mom was listening to our episode and like out of like whatever, you know, whatever day it came out, she texted me. She's like, what cough drop? (laughs) I sent her a picture of this like cover, right? And she was like, oh yeah, those are terrible. I thought you might like them though. I'm like, I'm offended. (laughs) Like I am offended. Why would you think I'd like this? Also, I'm like relieved that like you don't like this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, they no. are disgusting <laughs> that was that was the update on the cough drop that was it so all right um if you want to go uh my chapter is um an excerpt from the next claws and cubicles book which i want to keep short so i'm trying not to like have too much plot uh i mm-hmm. am struggling with the not too much plot because I feel like I I tend to just kind of build into like really big plots if I'm I if I give myself too much le- leeway. I also feel like the more I write, the more like complicated my plots can get, mm. right? And so I feel like it's getting harder to write smaller pieces. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's Kathy and spoilers. Um. So Kathy the harpy from. Uh, the gargoyle from general management. She was a bit of a side character, but uh, I got a lot of notes from people that they enjoyed her, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, good," because she's it's it's her book next. And um, if you've read the first book, Randall, who died in the <laughs> tragically <laughs> in the first book, just kind of for funsies, <laughs> gotten some comments from uh, readers that he deserves justice. So we're gonna try to get him some justice in this book. Yeah, so he's a ghost, and that's kind of like we're we're. I think this is from their meet cute, or not quite their meet cute. He's kind of just been haunting her office or her new office that she's move, moving into. So I'm just gonna dive right in. Here, ghosty, I call out into the empty office. The lit then. Uh, mm, see, this is how we know it's a first draft. Then lights <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. flicker. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate how many of these, like, especially during, like, the reading, I'm always like, hang on, guys, let me write down a comment for myself. <laughs> uh, Yeah, the amount reading that that aloud was, like, very much, oh, this is how I read aloud in our smut coven, being like, you guys, I'll I'll make it sound nice later. Like, the writing will get better. <laughs> oh my god. Mine are always so haltingly done, because I'm always like, hang on, let me edit while I read it out loud. <laughs> 
which is just <laughs> terrible as an experience. I feel bad for everyone who like listens. It's never, it's never that long. Also, a lot of times I'm like, oh, that is a good way to change it. <laughs> like, okay, I will try to do a better job of being a better listener. No, 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 you're good. You're fantastic. I am, you know, trying not to edit as I'm looking at it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm just going to go again. Here we go. The lights flicker and I swallow. Part of me wonders if I imagined what I saw earlier, and it's more just bad wiring or power issues. I clear my throat and try again. I know you're in here. If there's truly nothing here, I don't mind being an idiot for a few minutes, chasing sounds and flickerings of nothing. There is, I I want to finally confront this thing. I hold my breath, waiting for any answer, long enough that I'm left wondering if the ghost moved on or is just ignoring me. I have to stop doubting that it's there. This keeps happening enough that I don't think I can can deny that there's an undefined presence that's been following me throughout the building. For several moments, I don't see any indication of the ghost, but I feel the air grow colder around me, and now I'm certain there's a ghost. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Just those little repetitions that I would definitely take out. I swallow. The lights start flickering again, and my feathers bunch up in response, remembering just a few hours ago how that had been. Cut that shit out, I snap, trying to put on a brave face. For a moment they do, only to flicker briefly again. I'm not sure how to how to attribute this to something without a face, but it feels like it's sticking its tongue out at me. Is the ghost fucking with me? As scary as it was earlier today in that little office, the fear that I felt around the idea of the ghost starts to to dissipate. Not entirely, but I don't feel like that's going to do what it did before. Previous chapter, it did attack them. Or some people. I cross my wings over my chest and shrug. Whatever. I can flick the light switch a bunch too. Go being annoying somewhere else. Okay, maybe that was a little bit too much. Because the ghost starts to get pissed off. The shadows in the corner of the room deepen, and the lights overhead buzz terribly like they're about to break. For a harpy, you'd think my fight-or-flight instinct would tend towards flight, but it doesn't. I think that's half of my problem with Ted. Hey, you could be bothering literally anybody else. I have some deadlines on stuff I need to get done, so if you could, I scoff to the air. When, when a pen starts to shake and tries to scratch at whatever it can get to on my desk. It doesn't work because it's a clicky pen. The pen drops to the desk, defeated. I click the back of the pen for the ghost, and I can't say for certain, but I get an almost sheepish shrug out of the way the pen flicks in the air before it begins to scrawl across my desktop calendar. The pen pen barely stands upright the whole while, too heavy to lift. I can't, it scrawls. Maybe it's just the shaky hand it's written in, but the all capital letters and the lack of grammar screams desperation to me, and I can't help but feel just a little sympathetic, even though there's nothing I can reasonably do for this ghost. Maybe not nothing, I realize, thinking about the keyboard again. I unlock my phone and slide it onto one of the trade show boxes, opening the notes app to a blank page. You were typing to me before, right? Slowly it types out yes. I watch the keys laboriously, laboriously, you know what the word that is, (coughs) press down for a second, (laughs) and too many S's appear on the document when the ghost holds a key for too long. Then he feels compelled to hit the backspace key. Great, he's a perfectionist. I glance around the storage room. I can come back. He immediately stops typing and backspaces the whole thing instead of just moving to a new line. No, stay. I sigh, taking in a deep breath and nod. I try not to notice that the time is getting precariously close to 4.30. Janice emailed something earlier about cake in the break room at the end of the day. It might be someone's retirement party or a birthday, who knows. I'd really hope to have my desk all packed up by then so I could make an appearance, chit-chat until 4.45, dash back to my new little office, 
grab everything I needed to go home for the day and get back out to the parking lot by 4.50. That 10 minutes is so vital to beating most of the daily traffic rush. The typing is painfully slow, tired almost. I have to wonder if it's possible for a ghost to get tired of trying to interact with the world. It's a little more exciting than watching paint dry. Only you noticed my messages. That makes me feel like I have to stay. I wonder how many messages this ghost has been sending out into the void, how long it's been unheard. Well, I guess I can't be too shaken that there's a ghost haunting this place. Considering the turnover rate, I'm honestly surprised that there aren't more of you around here. Where are we? I glance around. I guess it does look pretty unrecognizable at this point with everything moved around and emptied for renovations. This is the marketing department. The ghost doesn't have a face in any traditional sense, so it's a little odd that I get the sense from the way the energy in the room shifts and lights buzz that he's frowning. I thought the portal led to hell. Does it not? You tell me how to make photos of paper clips visually interesting. That's what hell is. I mean, how many times can you actually take a different picture of a paperclip? They're practically two-dimensional. I have explored every angle, every facet, every notch, dull metal corner and curve. I realize I'm starting to just complain about my job instead of asking the nice ghost how his eternity is going. I guess this is as close as the termination portal would get to letting you out of the building. We're kind of in the basement. I glance back at my phone after a moment, expecting anything else but what's written. Maybe the ghost is just lost and needs help asking for directions. Instead, it's written, paperclips? You know, the thing the company makes. I reply before I'm reminded that most people who work in this building never actually get to interact with the product like I do. It's honestly a little exhausting trying to talk to people here about it. It makes me feel like I'm the weirdo for knowing a lot about paperclips. No one knows that our primary line has 24 quarter millimeter notches cut into them for extra grip on textured paper types. Or that the new line we haven't released yet has a titanium alloy core so that they don't bend as easily. In the last few moments, the ghost hasn't typed anything new, and I wonder if it's just being polite and expecting me to continue down this line of conversation. I chew the inside of my cheek, wondering if the ghost is bad at texting, or if it's just depleted of its energy. I think about the wobbly pen that seemed like it could barely lift, compared to the burst of force that threw Ted and me apart earlier, how the whole room felt consumed by its presence. I don't know that anyone's ever stood up for me like that. I... Wanted to thank you for earlier, I offered to the silence uncertainly. I know myself, if this ghost was a solid person in front of me, I'd probably be all over them, fawning and developing an instant girlish crush on my workplace hero. It's a weird little feeling to have about someone who's essentially not there at all, though. I'm not sure how I expect the ghost to respond. Maybe a simple two minutes to type out, you're welcome. It's the way it's embodied within the room is unlike anything I've ever expected. I can feel its attention almost like a physical sensation circling me. A touch of air at my ankles, brushing up against my feathered forearms up to my shoulders. The sensation lights up the parts of my brain that enjoys the first sip of a really good coffee or stepping into the perfect hot shower when it's cold out. A shiver rolls up my spine. Buy a girl a drink first, maybe. Holy shit, what the fuck, I shudder. Swallowing hard before I can manage to take in a shaky breath. I didn't know ghosts could actually reach out and touch you from the beyond or whatever. I guess if they can pick things up and what it shouldn't surprise me. Can you do that again? I hold out a hand, hopeful butterfly hopeful butterflies in my stomach. But maybe that was too much for the ghost, because for several moments I get nothing back. Not even any more typing. So I sigh and drop my hand. I scoop up my phone and check the time again. 4.45. Look, the workday is nearly over. I gotta head out, but I'll be back tomorrow. We can chat more then, okay? I don't get an answer, of course, and I have to wonder if the ghost left. I swallow. I may need to take a vacation or put in a work-from-home request until the marketing renovations are complete. There's no way I can share my office with the ghost. That's it. Um, I really like it. Girl. I feel like I don't really know how she feels. And I have a couple of notes 
to kind of show you places that I didn't really have a sense of her feelings. So like there's a point where she's like uh, when she says as scary as it was earlier today in that little office, the fear I felt around the idea of the ghost starts to dissipate. I didn't get a sense of her being afraid Mm. previous to this point right so i don't know if that happens before that we have more of a sense of like her fear in this office there's a little bit okay but i could definitely lean into it more i think you should because like right now i get the the feeling of like she is a very much in charge person and she's like telling the ghost to like show up dude like i know you're here right But if we have a sense of like, that is her posturing, but inside, not only is she like, I could be totally alone here and that would be silly, but also like, I kind of wish I was alone here, right? Like I would kind of rather be alone here because I'm I'm like my hair standing on end and I'm freaking out a little bit, but like she's putting on a brave face. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do like the idea that she's posturing. Uh, I feel like that would be very in line with like her personality. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to go for play that. With that. Kind of yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that would play really well with like what I see here. There's also for several minutes, I don't see any indication of the ghost, but I feel the air grow colder around me. And now I'm certain there's a ghost, right? I would really yeah. love to like lengthen that out a bit, like her sitting there and like sh- maybe she is feeling her fear dissipate because she knows like, okay, I am alone. Right? Like, maybe we're getting more time of her, like, waiting, hearing, like, the clock ticking on the wall. Like, something to, like, show more time passing. And then her accepting, like, okay, I am the only one here. And then, you know, she starts to feel cold. And she's certain there's a ghost. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I can see, like, lingering in the moment, touching on all the senses. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, it'd be really great if, like, she did get a sense of his smell. Smell, okay. (laughs) Right? Like, like for whatever reason, you know, there's a smell of, like, tobacco and whiskey or something like that. Like, something, like, you know, kind of hot, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have a bit more sexy ghost happening. All right, sexy ghost. (laughs) While she's a little scared. It's a good vibe. (laughs) Okay. Then you talked about that 10 minutes is so vital to beating most of the day's traffic. And I really understood that. Ooh, when he was typing and he's like, you only, only you noticed my messages. I think you should just change that to notice me. Okay. I think the dual meaning is uh, better for, you know, romance. And also like, you know, it's taking him forever to write things out. So like shortening up his text makes sense. But you've proven that he's also a perfectionist. Yeah, no, he, he's, kind of strikes me as like the person he's gonna do what he's gonna do even if it's difficult or it's gonna make other people kind Mm -hmm. of like annoyed yeah i like that but like i can also pull back like that i do like the you only you noticed me i feel like yeah it's very cute i think so i think i think it would you know oh sort of thing yeah no i feel like i resist those moments sometimes so that it's like this could be really cute i'm like but is it earned and then i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you know um what i really love is those moments where i like this where like it's not exactly how he meant it but like it is still like giving those big romance moments right those big romance feelings Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't really have to be earned because like intention is different, but it's still there. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get it. Um, And then I had a lull with, uh, I realized I'm starting to just complain about my job instead of asking the nice ghost how his eternity is going. I thought that was really cute. And then I thought Thank it was you. hilarious how she just pontificated at length about paperclips. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else knows about what they sell. <laughs> funniest shit <laughs> thank you oh, i'm man. like very very proud of that little monologue that's, dude that's so funny and then her inner monologue continues <laughs> <laughs> i found that so funny <laughs> yeah it's like you're not getting it you can't tell um listener but like the the quotations kind of ended after like the first couple of sentences at the, at yeah, the and, clips, and the rest of it's internal it. <laughs> so funny <laughs> i also thought like you're talking about him brushing up against her ankles and stuff the sensation lights up the parts of my brain that enjoys the first sip of really good coffee or stepping into a perfectly hot shower and i thought that was just like beautiful like comparisons really appreciated that i would say make it sexier and help me know what she's feeling like throughout (laughs) like just make it sexier because right now like our sense of him is he doesn't know where he's at and he's a perfectionist and then also like her realization of like if he was a real human like if he was real here like i would be forming a huge old crush on this guy right yeah i would just like more tangible things for her to kind of like think about a bit Hmm. Yeah, that has been the struggle point with this. Yeah, I would imagine. Okay, so you have him like touching like her and stuff, but like, what if there's like 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 breath on the back of her neck, sort of thing? You know what I mean? Like something more intimate. Hmm. Um, I like that. maybe. I, I kind maybe... of wonder. I'm in a place with like this project overall. I like that. I kind of want to write it because like I feel like I'm doing this thing where I'm not diving into like the sexy parts quick enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I'm like should it just like cold open she's having sex with a ghost (laughs) the quiet is not reassuring no I'm so (laughs) sorry I'm thinking (laughs) I hate the silence after things like that man (laughs) I relate to that silence so much Okay, so I'm thinking, what would, okay, so obviously you'd put the sex up front, but like, I don't, I don't know if you can't build the sexy without doing that. You know what I mean? Like, what would be, what would be the benefit of putting it up front, right? Like, how would you, what would be the mechanics? And then like, how would it serve the rest of the story? Yeah, no, that is, that is definitely what I'm kind of bumping up against. What's keeping it from doing it? I don't have a huge, like much of a look at what the rest of the story should look like because I don't really know where I want to go with this. Um, mm-hmm. I have like a couple ideas about like, and it sounds so stupid when I say it out loud. <laughs> I hate that part. <laughs> her getting back at her ex with like the ghost. Okay. Does that make sense? How would, like, like is this Ted her ex? Ted is her ex. He's her off-again, on-again office um, hookup. And so the way this starts out currently, she it starts with her having, like, a bad breakup with him. And I don't dislike that. There's something I'm playing with, but, like, I don't really know how fully, how I want it to look when it's fully formed. But she makes a comparison at one point 
that having a relationship with a ghost is like a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. because you can't really like fully ever be with that person because they're so so distant from you but like they're on a different plane of existence Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm struggling with currently like her being afraid of a ghost is like a thing that can happen in universe or her being like totally chill that there's a ghost and this is very normal and everyone acknowledges the ghost plane of existence you know you could pull on like a past experience with a ghost if that's the case there's also like it's almost parasocial yeah exactly yeah so like if she can sense him but doesn't know if he's there stuff like that like she might just be like like needing to know he's there so that she knows like okay don't pick my wedgie the freaking ghost is here you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah So I can see like even with that, but like if we're playing on fear or hesitation, maybe like you could make the comment of like, even though we know ghosts are real, they still remind everybody of mortality and therefore like they are just unnerving. Like they're like, it's not easy to be there with a ghost when you know that like they have experienced all those things that you have experienced. So there could still be like kind of a fear around them. Okay. But yeah, it's almost like you're picking, you're like creating like an episcolary romance with this. Yeah. And I'm like, not sure how I feel about that, honestly. I feel like if you want a short romance, it's kind of a hard trope to do. (laughs) Okay. What if like he accidentally like attaches to her, right? And so it's like. Oh, absolutely. That's going to happen. Okay. Um, I love that. So, like, she's, like, home and, like, shit's moving in her house sort of thing. Yes, like, she wakes up at, like, 3 a.m. and she's, like, do I hear someone doing dishes in my apartment? (laughs) That is a thoughtful ghost. Right? And, like, the ghost is kind of, like, I'm so glad to be out of the office. Yeah, I'm just happy to be doing anything. (laughs) You know? And, And, like, someone's talking to me. I'm over the moon. And she's just, like, don't come in here. I'm getting dressed. Okay, love that. Yeah, no, I, it's... Uh, yeah. I have to, like, ruminate it on more, a little yeah. more. I think I need to, like, present my chapters to the group. Oh, like, because yeah. I have a few more. Obviously, I'm not going to do that now, but, like, I always feel like I get a lot of, like, good direction. And, like, even, like, the thing mm-hmm. you were saying about, like, how ghosts are perceived, like, I hadn't considered that at all. And, like, I feel like that opens up a whole new avenue of, like, where to take this. Yeah. I think it's really fun. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. All right. So I feel like we've, we've got everything we need. Yeah, I think we did a good job. Yeah. Listener, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope yeah. you have thoughts. All these sneak previews of what we're working on. I know. <laughs> and then obviously we're always talking about critiques anyway. And so it's kind of a fun little experience, experiment to do on the pod. Um. So Kate, do you have a piece of writing advice? Oh, sometimes things get a like sit down and like you don't have to be a writer 100% of the time some days you can just you know be a person and Mm -hmm. not like be very concerned with like your long-term goals yeah I love that (laughs) now I just always have a knee-jerk reaction to say the exact (laughs) opposite opposite thing (laughs) don't you dare I won't because I agree with you so heavily (laughs) (laughs) um I would say my piece of writing advice I don't I don't feel like this is a blanket piece of writing advice, but if you because okay. it is something that I am capable to do capable of doing right now at this point in my writing career to put the story first 
above everything else. But I also can acknowledge that like not everybody has the same relationship with deadlines and income and stuff like that, that I do here. Um, but that would be my piece of writing advice is like put the story first uh, and take that advice if you can, if you can't or don't want to, don't. Um, yeah, that'll be it. So Kate, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, threads, Facebook, TikTok, all the places. Um, I'm redoing my website today, as you've heard me gnash my teeth about. <laughs> it doesn't look good on mobile, so only view it on desktop, please. It's kate-pryor.com. <laughs> she will have it fixed so you can see it on mobile. I'm sure even no. by the time this comes out. <laughs> no promises. Um, I right. am. Where can they find you, Marty? Marty V author on TikTok and Instagram. And you can go to MartyV.com and find my books and sign up for my newsletter. And also, if you want to read the prequel for the the book at the beginning of the series that I just started, like I read the segment for, um, Hazel and Elijah Don't Get Caught is available for free when you sign up with my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, That's I got it. one more thing. That's it, listener. Yeah. There's an anthology, and I have to look it up real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't thinking of doing this right now. (laughs) It's called Snow Lights and Monster Nights. It's a winter monster anthology. I believe it's coming out in December, so probably while we're on a hiatus. I've got a lovely little story um, about... It's it's a more traditional fantasy kind of world, but if you loved the blood fever trope in The Orc from the Office... Uh, it's going to make a reappearance with a orc and a kind of hobbity lady. Do I know this story? It's possible I just didn't read any of it to you. That <laughs> is brought a wild. That. I don't even remember you telling me about this anthology. Oh, I don't like you having writing the... I know nothing about, <laughs> Kate. <laughs> oh, it's... I did this Do you back even in like love July me? or possibly like er- the first half of the year. I just got it out of the way and didn't put another thought into it. That's so smart. <laughs> anyway, well, I will have to get the anthology so I can read it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right, that's it for us, listener. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later, listener. A great holiday, and we're gonna have a fantastic hiatus. Yeah, and then we'll come back and do a cute little cringe miss or something. And then we'll go back on hiatus. So, alright. Love you, listener. Bye! Bye!